Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me, as always... Hey, Tommy, it's your co-host Ben Vanell here in studio with you for another wonderful episode. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I believe there's been some uh, some some issues happening with uh, our previous co-host, and he's been extradited to another country. <laughs> oh, right. Um, I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> I did think it smelled a bit better in here yes, than normal. Yeah. Um, uh, calling in on, uh, on video link from uh, wherever he currently is is Adam Knox. How are you, Adam? Uh, thank you in the studio. Chaos here on the streets of Edinburgh <laughs> as I launch into a newsreader thing that I'm not prepared to follow through on. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, I'm in Edinburgh. Yeah, how is it? Yeah, it's all right. It's, uh, you know, pretty overcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the buildings are quite old. Classic. Yep. The roads, complicated. Mm. More or less complicated than the Sydney roads. Uh, more, but in a fun way. Okay, oh. <laughs> right. Okay, because there's less well, time pressure. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, and also just uh, everyone. I, the, it's a lot of single street, single way roads, uh, as well. And One like, way streets. Coming, <laughs> yeah, single way roads. They call them over here. <laughs> it's that British slang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, an old Scottish tradition of uh, saying things much longer than they need to be said. <laughs> Um, the intersections are weird because the traffic lights, like the pedestrian lights don't make any noise. Most of them. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you get around the city if you're blind, but, um, it also means I don't know how you get around the city. If like me, you're conditioned to look at your phone at intersections until you hear the noise. Mm. So it I've missed cr- a couple of crossings. <laughs> oh no. It is crazy that, um, that uh, yeah, the the noise at tr- at crossings isn't isn't a universal thing. Mm. That like those countries where it's like they've just worked it out. The countdown for how long you've got left until yes. the green light runs out. It's like some great innovation. Some great countries where they've gone. This is what works, and then other places have gone. Nah, fuck changing to that. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let these cunts get run over. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, nah, we're gonna use a lollipop man still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would respect and that. Old unemployed people, yeah, they can take care of the kids. <laughs> That'll be fine. <laughs> the uh, oh, well, there was another thing, but I can't really remember what it was. I'm so jet lagged. Oh yeah, how are you I've feeling? Absolutely. Oh, not great this time. Mm. Just absolutely fucking no idea what time it is at any point. And also, because we're so far north here, the sun is out for like 400 hours every day. So you barely get any night time for your body to adjust. And as we know, jet lag is all about the sun. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I believe that remains. Yeah, but that's good. You're getting, you're getting more sun. That's better for you. Mm. If it's not, not if dark. You coop- 
if you lock yourself inside, it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's not you're not in the Arctic. It's not like literally sun <laughs> for seven months because summer never ends. No, but it is like five a.m. until ten p.m. That's pretty long. It's quite a long time. Mm, that sounds like, beautiful. Uh, all, mm. We've been putting up posters and stuff for the f- shows. I'm here for the Edinburgh Fringe, if anyone doesn't know. And I'm like, we've been inside sort of everywhere is rock, all the buildings. I mean, you know, just old, repurposed, whatever buildings used to be used for in the old days. I guess like bad <laughs> hospitals. <Okay>. And <laughs> so when you're indoors, you really feel like you're <laughs> underground. Is this horrible histories? <laughs> <laughs> there is a horrible histories movie out over here. Oh. Is there really? Wow. Honestly, that's the thing that made me feel the most like I'm in another country because there are buses with horrible histories movie posted all over them <laughs> with a bunch of faces that no one over there would recognize. And it's like a big movie here, I think. Have they got new episodes of The Simpsons yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got they've just gotten the one where uh Bart does something Scottish. I, again, I'm jet lagged. <laughs> that was still what pretty about, good for about, being jet lagged. What about Willie? <laughs> what about the Scottish guy, Willie? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, oh, there's a kid here called. He's um, the main character over there. Yeah. They edit out all the other characters <laughs> yeah. in the episodes. They go for Ground like two minutes keeper. long. <laughs> yeah. it's, called, it's called The Willie Show. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little like uh, Dennis the Menace style cartoon character called Ua Wally. Over here, and there's like a whole bunch of um, differently painted versions of him around for some like charity thing. Mm. Uh, and we were looking him up. Oh, Wally. O-double-O-R-W-U-L-L-Y. So okay. it's like some, mm-hmm. it probably, it means like Cheeky Willy, I think. Something like yeah. that. And yeah, he's Dennis Menace. He's a little crafty kid who means well, but he's getting into scrapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were looking him up because he was all over the place. We didn't know about him. And... Tell you what, people have printed out 3D models of him wearing a kilt and you can see everything. <laughs> oh, oh, Willie. <laughs> if you're going to look him up on DeviantArt, let's just say you need to sign in for an account to be able to right. see everything. Right. Well, it's it sounds beautiful. Old yeah. hospitals, the sun never sets and there's cartoon child pornography all over the city. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a utopia. They may not have got the uh, Marge fucking Bart porn yet. <laughs> But they've got all woolly. <laughs> There's so much more of us. Oh, woolly. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, um, having a good time. I like it here. Come and see my shows if uh, if you're over here. Yeah, we've had a few a few uh, British people hit us up and mm. who are heading up to the Edinburgh Fringe. So yeah, what do you got? Yeah. You're in like you're in like two or three shows a day or something something bloody bonkers like that. <laughs> We're starting today. There's a show at 11:35. Uh, AM. That mm-hmm. what is one with me, Peter Jones, and Luca Marla. We're doing it every day. Mm-hmm. Also, we're doing a podcast every day called Twenty Five Days that we just have started yesterday. Um, oh yeah, so you did that last year, and that. you've you've brought it back for season two. Yeah, we just talk about the fringe and make fun of people's flyers. It's been good. Um, <laughs> is that the only reason you went to the fringe again? Was just to bring the podcast back? Hundred <laughs> percent. I wanted I to do more flyer roasts. <laughs> I always need three podcasts going on in my life at any one time. <laughs> Yesterday there was uh, the one was like some character actor doing a teacher who looked like Austin Powers. Oh, so incredible. It, oh, there's yes. some absolute shit over here, but. Um, yeah, I'm doing a bunch of shows. We're doing a whole bunch. Uh, just Google like either mine or Luca's or Peter's name on the mm. Fringe website and you can see it all. <laughs> well, if, if people want to see you, they're probably better off just Googling your name. 
Well, kind of, but Luke is doing more shows and you should go see his ones. And you're in all of his. Nah. <laughs> I'm I'm in wait, I, I, I'm wait, in heaps no, you of know different I mean. stuff all over the place. Like it, it's going to be all over the place. So just come see a bunch of things. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go see Luca Muller. Eleven. That's that's where yeah. this that's yes. where this plug is headed. Go yeah. see Go see Basil Brush. I've seen a lot of people posing next to um, posters for Basil mm. Brush over in Edinburgh. Yeah, he's got a show called like Basil Brush Unleashed or something like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yes. So I think it's like, it's the thing of like children's character no longer popular with children. So the puppeteer starts swearing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, they've all grown, all the kids, the all the kids grew up. Mm. So now you can just be yeah. bored. They're all, they're all sad 32 year olds. <laughs> need yeah. someone to swear at them. Deep into nostalgia Basil, and irony. Yes. Basil Brush is going to be on whatever the British equivalent of Little Dum Dum Club is, like Agro Wise. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the little uh, bum bum club. Oh, oi, oi. Oi. oh, this guy looks like this guy looks like more of a puppet than I do. That's classic. That's an easy one. How many right should out of we do? Should we do five quid? <laughs> uh, so, Adam, you said you had uh, you got some you got some news for us. Yeah, yeah. There's been a bunch of uh, kind of interesting things that I was looking up here. Because uh, could you feel it down rock- to the really interesting ones? <laughs> kind is uh, probably not going to cut it for the podcast. I'm going to start with the mediums, <laughs> go down to low, and then we'll bring it back home with okay. Up, up okay. Great okay. strategy. Yeah. Great right. strategy. Finish it strong. Much like a stand-up set. Mm. <laughs> um, so, one thing that I thought was really cool. So, you know how Rockstar is here in Edinburgh. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I mean, uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> He's visiting Edinburgh. The rock star. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I might, might have been lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw the Shins the one time I went to the Edinburgh Fringe. That was oh. pretty cool. Oh, They're yeah. rock stars. Yeah. Mm. Were they doing a sketch show or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a sad sad show about how they missed their dad. Oh, uh, did their dad die? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <right>. Maybe. <laughs> There's a few of them in the band. Um. So there, uh, there was a story out about how Rockstar, the company, mm-hmm. the Grand Theft Auto maker, is the what. The reason I'm struggling with this is because the headline says Grand Theft Auto maker yeah. has paid no, which like the Mario Maker sequel. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can just put in little sort of racially insensitive blocks <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Rockstar North hasn't paid any corporate tax in ten years. Yeah, mm. that was yeah. I, I saw that story as well. That's um, that's insane. Yeah, it's a huge UK problem that like fucking Starbucks, 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 <laughs> Google, Amazon, like so many people dodge paying tax here. Starbucks would be the name of a company in Grand Theft Auto, though. To be fair, that's yeah, that would be their parody of yeah. Starbucks is uh, my favorite game on the GameCube. <laughs> yeah, Star Starbox Starbox is uh, Star Fox with a cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, let, yeah I'm looking so through here. Been out at big time for not paying any tax. Yeah, no corporation tax between 2009 and 2018. Oof. It got 42 million new, uh, 42 million pounds in tax credits from the government. They had some video games tax relief scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's the sort of shit where it's not like they've just not filed a return. They've dodged it legally because the system is fucked. Mm. Right, right. It's that sort of thing. As it is with all of these companies, that's the reason they're not getting 
torn apart, partly because, A, they're so massive, like Google and shit. What are you going to do? Fucking walk over there and try and arrest Google? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you try to Google where it is, it'll just give you the wrong directions because oh, it'll know that you're coming yes. from the tax office. <laughs> the ultimate villain. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unstoppable. Um, so, yeah, there's the, the tax sort of watchdog thing over here is furious about it. They're calling it absurd. Are going take two appears to believe that it is reasonable that close to 100% of the profit should flow to their US based parent companies and senior management while almost no profit flows back to the UK companies involved in either making or selling the game I mean Grand Theft Auto 5 is still one of the biggest games in the world mm. yeah consistently in the top 10 best selling games at any given time yeah the ridiculous and microtransactions are, you know earning them billions clearly Right, and it's here. It's in Edinburgh, and mm. none of that money is coming here. Right, so that's, that's a deliberate. That's a deliberate dodge by them to funnel it into a different company, into the US, into, into, into take the US, two, basically. Uh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. But then I'm willing to bet that Take Two has you know one guy sitting on a milk crate in the Seychelles who is technically the CEO or whatever. You know right. that yeah, sort of yeah. weird bullshit that they do. I don't um, know. It's kind of one of those weird like white collar. Stories that you that you hear about or read, and you know, I'm not going to pretend that I'm in any way smart enough to understand how any of this kind of stuff works. But it does kind of feel like typically when you read a story about like a games company at large and they're in some kind of hot water and it's kind of finance based, typically it's like they've been overworking and underpaying their employees. So it's kind of like you hear about this kind of white collary thing mm. that they've done, the dodgy on their tax, and it's like. It almost doesn't register because it's like... It, yeah, what's the tangible impact? It's r- like Right. And for people in Edinburgh, it's like, well, the taxes would have helped us like fix our roads and, and our old buildings that Adam isn't uh, a fan of. Like, <laughs> No, I am a fan. I, if it sounded like I wasn't a fan, I want to point out, I love the old buildings here. You said it, they would have been a bad hospital. So I, <laughs> I think I fixated on the word bad, maybe. But yeah, yeah. like the people of, of, of Edinburgh and Scotland at, at large would be like, well, that money is supposed to come to us. Mm. In some way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're all working here and living here and mm. that's the company is here. So the company should pay tax to where it is. Yeah. So in your experience so far, are the Edinburgh locals up in arms over this? Are they, are they, are there mass, are there public mass burnings of copies <laughs> of Grand Theft Auto 5 to send a message to take to? <laughs> uh, not right now. Nobody's copying the disc. <laughs> Burning it. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, great. Great. I think that's just because everyone here is pissed off that the city is full of people for the fringe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Beers double in price. It is a good time to release that info. It's like, hey, there's the biggest festival in the world happening at the same time. Maybe this. Yeah. Think about that instead. Mm-hmm. You should be angry at Rockstar and everyone's like, I but there's fucking clowns walking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Go see Basil Brush. That'll calm you yeah. down. Some nice relief. Now, Adam, you well, said. I've heard um, he's edgy this year. You said tax watchdogs earlier. Uh, Ubisoft won't be happy with that. Oh, hello. I've made direct eye contact with Tommy on the uh, quote-unquote punchline. Adam, I wish I was you so that I could pretend that Skype is malfunctioning and that I hadn't heard that one, but I'm stuck here in the same room. I got to we're sitting, witness it in three dimensions. Ever before. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think, I think my Skype might be fucking up because I think it just tuned into Bad Jokes FM. <laughs> 
I'm not sure how Skype's picking up the radio, but it must have done it. <laughs> Thank God you you were a bit of a bit of a peek behind the curtain. You had to close the window of the room that you're in before you started recording this. Thank God. Otherwise, some poor some poor Edinburgh local, as if they haven't suffered enough with this with this tax rot, would have had to hear yeah. that being blasted out of a second story window. If only Rockstar was paying their taxes, we could afford fucker windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at the accent yet. I'm not good at the accent. I just no. want everyone to know that I'm aware of it. Do you think you got better at it after a month last year and it's kind of left you or it, did you yep. did you were you not able to pick it up at all? I need to be submerged in it. You know, yeah, Paul, right. Wally and Wallace. <laughs> there you go, you're getting there. Hmm. Yeah, but I can only say <laughs> are you okay to a man named William Wallace. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> that's oh, all that's... I'm capable of doing. You know what? It doesn't come up often. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> How did you know I am in the full garb right now? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we um, should be in Edinburgh doing a show, Tommy, with our bad jokes and costumes. Yeah, Adam, I know Adam has certain feelings about it, and now that he's not in the country in the same room, this is finally my excuse to be able to do the podcast in full drag, <laughs> yes. as I want to do. Hey, I'm over here. This is the UK, the home of Monty Python. So for the next month, I love it. <laughs> Fair. Um, um, what else? What else is coming down the newswire? I saw a thing that I thought was interesting. Um, there was like an interview with David Cage, maybe, or it was uh, just like a thing that he wrote, possibly whatever it was. David Cage, the guy from Quantic Dream, who like there's been, you know, plenty of shit about how dodgy that place is, mm-hmm. but. One thing about them is they make fucking good-looking games. You have to agree. Uh, yeah, Detroit is uh, incredible-looking. I agree yeah, with that. And back in the day, Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond, Ellen Page one, mm-hmm. um, they looked great too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it is. Uh, and he's saying something that I very much agree with. Oh the, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the work environment. It doesn't matter if it includes bullying. That's what I think. No, um, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's exactly what I was concerned you would say. Awesome. David Cage and John Marsden, my two heroes. <laughs> bullying is fine. <laughs> um, no, it's it, he was saying a thing about how pushing towards 8K resolution and the new consoles, talking about 4K so much and all of that stuff, mm. that it's not as big of a deal and shouldn't be focused on as much as lighting to make stuff look real. Mm-hmm. Right. If you go on for good graphics, then lighting is the direction we should be traveling in. And I completely agree. I'm not fussed about... Cause I don't want to buy a new fucking TV for 8K mm, if I'm yeah. going to buy a 4K one in like a year. Yeah, so yeah. It was just an interesting thing about lighting being uh, <laughs> being good. See, I, you, you're, you're so hard to work out because now you're saying your stance is pro-lighting, whereas mere moments ago you were... Teeing off about the amount of light in the city that you're currently in. It's yeah. really hard to pick where you sit on the issue of light. Mm. I'm I'm exhausted, but the city looks realistic. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that old bad but, um, hospital is really shimmering in full resolution in front of me. God, this guy hates old hospitals. <laughs> There's, I reckon everyone hates old hospitals. People used to die way more in them. Mm. But now nobody dies in old hospitals. <laughs> um 
Yeah, it's it, it's on GameSpot if anyone wants to look it up. It's an interview with him that is uh, kind of interesting and just being at the front of pretty much what graphics can do. Mm. Yeah, I, I would I would love to see people working a bit on lighting. There's that ray tracing stuff that is apparently yes you know, a little a little intense if you want to invest in it at the moment in like a really good PC. But um, I, it's more interesting to me than resolution. Like how smooth can a fucking edge look? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and frames per second, I'm not overly fussed with. Obviously, it's important for like online multiplayer, you know, competitive stuff. Yep. But mm. the higher the frame rate, the weirder a game looks or can look. Again, I think I completely agree. The lighting is the most important thing. Um, yeah, and that's what ray tracing is, right? And that's that is going to be in the next gen consoles. Yeah. Uh, or it's rumoured to be or something. I think there's not really confirmation on right, that, right. maybe, or there's a bit of it. I Honestly, I I'm guess not nothing's a technically been minded person. The next-gen consoles, right? Like no, maybe, exactly. Yeah. But the, when you think about, like, the big sort of uh, big turns, the big uh, leaps forward mm-hmm. in what graphics look like, every one of those games, in my mind, has great lighting. Yeah, it was yeah. like Doom 3, like Splinter Cell back in the day when like bump mapping and all that shit came mm-hmm. in. That's effectively mm-hmm. lighting. We've we've talked about this before, but I remember like roughly around the Nintendo 64 era when lens flare was the big thing. Mm. Like every right. game would have like if you, t- if you tilted the camera at a certain angle, just the screen being obliterated. Yep. It's like, look at, look at what we can do. Mm-hmm. This is what light does to a camera. <laughs> and so I don't want to be like... A little too deep for you guys here, Uh-oh. but technically, light is all we ever see. Hmm. I see a fair bit of darkness, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too deep either, but... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just sort of an interesting um, little bit of reading, and it made me think of... That game, Doom 3, which, by the way, has been re-released along with Doom 1 and Doom 2 on yeah. all the modern consoles. Yeah, just yeah. out of the blue, right? No no, um, no lead up to mm. it. No, and Doom 3, it sounds like, is fine, but Doom 1 and 2 are kind of fucked in the way that they need you to log into a Bethesda Online account. Yes, but they've said is- that they're going to get rid of that, which... Is like, well, then why do it at all? Why did you do it at all? Yeah. Because they thought they'd get away with it. The same as when they put them up on, at least on the Xbox One, if you, there were, there were Xbox 360 versions of Doom 1 and Doom 2 that all of a sudden when these came out, people could no longer download. Uh, And Bethesda since said that that was a mistake and they fixed it and whatever. But again, both seem to be just trying it on a little bit and seeing what Mm. happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Well, especially, you know, it came out on everything, including the Switch, so people go, oh, okay, I, I love the old original Doom. Mm. Cool, I can play this handheld on a plane. Nah, you need to be online. Oh. It's like, that is rich. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking insane. And, like, they're not great ports of it. They're, like, um, just a little off from the original. Right. Not by a huge distance, but just little things like shadows and, again, lighting. Um, oh. And, like, the sounds <laughs> and stuff like that. This goes all the way like to that. the top. <laughs> <laughs> Where the light is <laughs> Oh my god Oh holy shit <laughs> The ultimate conspiracy The sun was in on it too <laughs> You know who loves to sit Out in the sun Lizards Ooh, Whoa. Lizard people. Huh? 
I thought huh? you were going to say girls. I thought you were going to start singing girls just want to have fun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's an odd thing to think. <laughs> well. No, nah, we've we've uncovered too deep of a conspiracy, boys. Yeah. We need to stop this recording and just start the epic again. <laughs> <laughs> it might be targeted by the FBI. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They don't look like they're great versions of the game. And honestly, it's so fucking easy to get that on pretty much anything that you want. Yes. Yeah. That... I don't know if I bother with it. Maybe Doom Three seems seems all right. Is Doom Three a, a is it a remake of the first one? Sort of. It's sort of just like a separate thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember it being like uh, like you said, Knox. This huge graphical leap forward that I think maybe I got the game for PC and couldn't run it. It was yeah, that right. like sort of crazy specs. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, it was like that and like Half-Life 2 and mm. Far Cry all came out around the same time. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they yep. were all like these in different ways, big, uh, big leaps forward. Yeah, yeah. Doom 3 was like this really, I thought really good, um, kind of like tense, slow shooter. Not slow because there was still heaps of action, but. Lots of corridor very, stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was almost yeah. more like kind of a survival horror Mm. combo because you could only at the time the the sort of remakes of it you can get your flashlight out at the same time as a weapon but the idea was you could either have your torch or your weapon out so you could like either be looking at the thing or shooting at it which i thought right. was kind of fun yes another light thing I, I i had far cry as well and had to run it at the lowest graphical <laughs> setting so it looked like absolute shit Great. but it did have yeah. like cool physics shit of like you know like throwing a rock in the water and the ripples spreading and like yeah, fairly advanced sort of tech stuff in that as well. That was a sick really thing. We had, sorry. No, you go. We had a PC uh, growing up at home, like, and yeah, going and buying games from the shop or renting them from the video store, which mm. was an old thing that you used to be able to do. Um, and yeah, having to just have a bit of a read of the back of the box for yes. a while to work out if your computer at home would be able to run it properly. Yeah. Put the old spectacles on and just go through <laughs> spec by spec and go, is this worth the investment yeah. or is it just going to run like complete shit? And if you have an onboard graphics card, <laughs> you are fucked most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how like when games end up looking better, if you have a PC at least, the better games look kind of the worse they look for you. Until you upgrade, does that make sense? Oh, sure. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If the you're more sitting and more in that shitty games get middle bit where you have yeah an average PC and a new game looks like a like 15 year old game. Yeah, yeah. But I remember we upgraded at one point and it was great for like you know a week because yes. a game that's like just come out you know right before you upgraded, you're like. I can play this at the absolute maximum level. And then within a month, anything new that's coming out is like, ah, well, I'm having to take a hit on what I can see on the back of the box in the Mm -hmm. pictures. Not going to be as good. That's part of the shit I ended up hating about PC games as well and like why I haven't really bothered keeping my PC up to scratch or like getting any games on it is because that slow crawl of like every time you play a new thing, having to go through and fucking fret about what little bits to change or bring down yeah. and like trying to, oh, I fucking hate it. And it just makes me think about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yes. It sucks when you're playing something when you feel like you're getting in some way an, an inferior version of the product. That's why I've always really liked handheld gaming because you know that everyone is playing it on basically the same console. Like, this, yeah. the experience is the same for everyone because you're all looking at mm. the same screen. Mm-hmm. It's not limited by your TV setup or, you know, having good speakers or whatever. Yes. Sure. And, well, and, like, the the, the thing of um, 
Nah, it's gone. The jet lag hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The thing of how consoles <laughs> will, you know, always look worse than a PC version at max settings pretty much all of the time. Yeah. Yep. But you know that it'll run. It's like the difference between owning a house and renting, kind of, where, like, if you own a house, that's a PC, but you know what? you got to fix the taps when they break. Yeah. And if you're... And it's way nicer to have your own house. Imagine that. It's probably beautiful. But if you're renting, you don't really have to worry about that shit. And yeah, it's not quite as good. But if the smoke alarm dies, then hey, just ignore it and die in the fire. Because <laughs> you're also, never going to own a house. So what's the beautiful point? Beautiful analogy, man. <laughs> you don't have to put down as big a down payment when you're renting. And you can walk away at any point without feeling like you've lost a bunch of shit. So, um, yeah. yeah, I completely agree. That's a great analogy. And that is also Every why few I years, switched. you're going to have to move. Yeah, but that's okay. A change is nice every few years. Hey, and then you get the new thing and you're like, hell yeah. But then later on you're like, oh, oh no, it's the same pretty much. <laughs> this is probably the best analogy that I've ever heard since the one that I heard about how doing stand-up comedy for the first time is a lot like losing your virginity. <laughs> Damn, that's clever. You should use that. I've never heard <laughs> yeah. that before. Yeah. Don't burn it on the podcast though. Save it for the stage. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, what else did we have? Yeah, those Doom things are out. Outer Worlds, the Outer Worlds, which is the um, Obsidian one. Yep. Not the uh, recent Outer Wilds Xbox one. Yeah, the retro-futuristic uh, Fallout in space looking one. Yeah. Yeah. That's getting a Switch version. Mm-hmm. It's also got a, cool. a PS4 and an Xbox version. Is that correct? That was always launching on those two? Yep. Those were always coming out and now it's just getting a Switch one as well. And it's kind of weird because Obsidian, the company who's making this, have since been bought by Microsoft. Mm. And so they are a Microsoft, like, first-party games company now. Yeah. Which is kind of cool that uh, Microsoft are giving them the leeway to do this. Like, I think Microsoft really mean it when they say we don't really care about... Like, we want everyone to be able to play our games. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the... I mean... Hopefully they start pushing it out a bit more because apart from this, there's really only Cuphead is the thing that they've mm-hmm. played ball with. But that's certainly more than a lot of companies do. And you can see that yeah. they're building towards, I don't know what it is, but be pretty cool if they're all of a sudden just going like, yeah, fuck it. You know, if you mm. if you have the choice of hopefully you'll still pick it on Microsoft, but... You know, whatever. Yeah, because they would. I mean, they would get it. They'd be getting money from it. I was going like, to say they'd yes. be getting money from Cuphead sales. So what do they care? Yeah, it's, it's, I, yeah. and think I'm not totally across what the like sort of contract. Well, you know what? Not even not totally across. I'm not at all across what the contract. <laughs> I was going to say. I actually have read the contract, but I refuse to reveal its details on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what a coup I that think because this, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just refuse. This, <laughs> a stubborn journalist. He's like, yeah, no, I know what's going on, but um, what's it worth to you? I guess that is all journalists. They make you pay them. Anyway, (laughs) the um, it's not going to be the best place to play it, definitely. No. No, no. This looks like a big, you know, beautiful open world sort of first person game that the examples I've played on the Switch have not um, benefited from being on that platform. No. And like Obsidian's past with games like Fallout New Vegas and all that sort of stuff, they've run like shit at the best of times. Mm, right. That's true. So we'll see. But yeah, the thing about the contracts is like, I'm not sure what the sort of the deal with it was when Cuphead was in production, because I think they were also acquired by Microsoft during, and so is Obsidian during the development of this. So right. that's probably something to do with it. Oh, yeah. 
But are they all are they all launching at the same time now? Good like, question. I don't yeah. know if Outer Worlds is. I don't uh, think they've really said when it's coming out on Switch. Mm. Is there a date for it for um, PS and Xbox? Uh, yeah, it's out in like October or something or oh, November. Okay. Right, so it'll probably PS4 be a bit delayed Xbox. on Switch. Yeah, there's no date on like this trailer video or uh, the tweets or anything. So I'm right. going to say 2022. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. It is. It is insane that there's two games out in within six months of each other that have basically the same title. <laughs> it's 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 stupid. Weird. It's weird that they <laughs> don't just go. Oh well, that's a shame. I guess we've got to just call our game something else. Completely. Now. It's like, like it, reverse Armageddon Deep Impact, where it's like right. the same topic but different names. Like, yeah, it's just the same name. Yeah. If they'd have been wildly different films, both called Armageddon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One's a rom-com. Yes. <laughs> with a talking dog. <clears throat> um, here's the less interesting stuff. They're going to allow oh, yep. you <laughs> that like, because they're like kind of revamping that Halo Master Chief collection. They're going to allow you one time to go back to your old copies of like three and reach and mm. four from the 360 and bring all of like the maps and game types and stuff you made over there over yep. to the new one. For okay. a fee. Is there a fee involved? Yes, there is a fee. That's, that was the, uh, the headline that I saw. It'll cost you a one time fee to do it. As long as that fee's like a couple of bucks, I guess it makes sense to, you know, do the the whatever they need to do, physically uh, collecting your hard drive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if if you're literally just downloading something and then re-uploading it, why does that cost money? Are you then I mean, going to have always... to pay again for the new revamped version? Well, that's free on Game Pass and like yeah. super fucking cheap now as well. If, yeah. Uh, you want to buy it on the Xbox One. I don't know what the PC version's pricing is going to be, but also like paying a fee to like move characters between servers and like MMOs and to like change your Xbox Live name or whatever. Oh, They've yeah. existed for ages. So it's just sort of a service fee thing because I mean that you you pay for all of that. That's what Xbox Live Gold is, is it's paying for your use of those servers, I guess. Yeah, so right. It kind of makes sense. The fee... I'm assuming won't be fucking crazy either because mm. this is a relatively small thing. Um, I actually know how much the fee is, but once again, I cannot reveal it on this <laughs> podcast. Can't, what is the point of you being here if you're going to have these bombshells and not share any of them with us? I just get so thrill I'm, out of knowing and not <laughs> not telling you. God, this is tedious. <laughs> I'm I'm reading the, the, the thing on their website here mm. and it's like as long as you've got whatever you want transferred, uploaded by, I think, the 12th of August. Okay, that's uh, pretty soon. That's that is like, pretty soon. Yeah. So, yeah, you gotta you got to get it done. So, game types, 12th of August. Maps, 26th of August. All you've got to do is upload those to, like, your file sharing thing, mm-hmm. which is was, was free on them. Um, and then it'll just happen. So maybe after that there's a fee, but this is like a one-time thing that they're doing. Right, okay. Which is pretty cool, and it makes sense as well because they want all that stuff in there to entice people to play them because like yes. yeah. the custom game types and all of that sort of stuff were really, really popular in the Halo games. They like People figured out a way to make like a zombies thing right. and all sorts of crazy shit. So Yeah, right. This is kind of cool. Is there any more less interesting news that you have? <laughs> uh, yes. 
uh, Garfield Kart Furious <laughs> Racing. How is that the less interesting one? That's that's fantastic well, shit. I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. Like they weren't going to do a sequel to the original <laughs> Garfield Kart. You were so you were so deep in as a journalist. You knew this was going to happen, and you didn't even tell us that you knew it. Hey. I've got my secrets too. Wow! <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, can yeah, I just re- yeah. can I re- <laughs> can I can I read you their um their sort of uh, description of the game? Yep. That they've mm, put up please. here. Yeah. <clears throat> Garfield, the famous lasagna-loving cat. Cat capitalized. So cat is a proper noun when referring to Garfield. Yep. Garfield, the famous lasagna-loving cat, is back to take on John, Odie, and company in a no-holds-barred racing game. Choose your character and card according to their characteristics and your driving style. Get off the starting line first and it's control classic. skids to outrun your opponents. They've just described racing. <laughs> racing yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the aim is to come first. <laughs> they did say outrun, though, so they, they may have not... Put wheels in. I'm I'm assuming mm-hmm. accessible. Yeah, yeah they're Flintstone style cars. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, popular despite the fact that it's the most bourgeois sport. <laughs> uh, use crazy bonus objects like the pillow <laughs> or the magic wand. Yep, classic Garfield law slash the magic wand. <laughs> sex stuff. <laughs> the handcuffs. Slash the hot candle wax. <laughs> What are those fucking phones that used to be around where Garfield was the phone? Oh, tight. That if that if if phone Garfield is an unlockable <laughs> yes. character, that yep. is yeah. actually fucking awesome. Yep. I would play <laughs> that. If you can play as if you can play as clock looking side to side <laughs> as it ticks. I'm looking forward to the DLC Garfield <laughs> Kart Racing with no Garfield. It's Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> If you when can, they, uh, if you can play as like you know, like the very, very first Garfield comics, where the design of him is so different, like yes. he looks like a monster, yeah. like he's really fat, he's got these small little beady eyes. <laughs> that would be incredible if he's like an unlockable, deformed, the best Garfield. The best pickup object is if you uh, drive over a white block, you have to you get a, a big beaker of cum that you make John drink. Fantastic. And it slows him down. Fantastic. I was wondering how we would work that into the show. <laughs> I just <laughs> A fucking slam dunk, even with jet lag. Wow we glad I got to hear it. Hail to, to the king. <laughs> um, to gain an edge and get over the finishing line first. Are you lazy like Garfield? Take shortcuts to overtake the other races with the spring. Race your friends in local or online modes with up to eight players or 16 on 16 iconic circuits from the (laughs) world of Garfield. I wouldn't say, well, there's a lot here. First of all, I wouldn't say that taking a shortcut in a race is lazy. No. That's actually a lot of work to work Mm. out Mm -hmm. how to, where the shortcut is. And also, yeah, to have, to have pulled it off. Mm. You often need to have an incredible degree of driving skill. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, the iconic scenes. I think there's. I think there's literally only ever been one location in the Garfield comic strips. Just in the John's 40 house. Years that it's been running for. Yeah. 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 Sometimes they like go out to the tree on the front lawn there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the classic tree track. But like, I'm looking at the things now, and like, remember when Garfield goes to Egypt? <laughs> there's a pyramid in the background here. <laughs> Isn't he? Um, uh, isn't he always trying to ship Nermal off to fucking Albuquerque or something? There's like oh, a running yeah. thing. Yeah, that would be cool if that's one of the tracks. <laughs> yes, 
I can tell you that from what I can see, it's not. <laughs> this should I be. I think they've. This looks like a mod for Crash Team Racing. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if there's any kind. Of, it should be the rules that if you're. I mean, you know, I've talked about it a lot on the show before. I love love a cartoony kart racer game. Yes. Love them, but it should be if you're making one, you do have to have some kind of justification in there. Of why these characters are all in cars yeah, racing each other. Right. You yeah. can't just willy-nilly go, yeah, here they are, this will sell. Mm. You have to uh, – some board has to come in and, <laughs> and look at your pitch of like, here's the story of why this is happening. Yes. And only yeah. if they're satisfied do you get given the license. Mm-hmm. Like what is the possible reason for Garfield all of a sudden wanting to go fast? <laughs> that is the most out-of-character thing that Garfield could possibly be doing. Yeah. What about there's only one lasagna left at the, at the shop? And he's but then like, why oh, are they fuck. doing laps? Mm. <laughs> All right, you've, my pitch has failed. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> he's, he's trying to like go like Superman 3 style, go as fast as he can around the world so oh. he goes back in time and it's not Monday anymore. Yes. Oh, you see, that I don't mind. <laughs> yes. Now that's we're actually, talking. And see, that's, there's only one lasagna left. <laughs> and yeah. That, see, if you gave this license to someone who's actually going to, you know, like the screens I've seen of it, Garfield's just in a convertible. Yeah. Like if it was a modded version of his bed that's got mm. wheels on it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like have mm-hmm. some fun with it. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff yep. to work with. Yeah. It's not like Sonic where there's barely anything. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There's I want to be able to, you know what they should do? Like their Rainbow Road mm-hmm. equivalent, like the really long track that you just go through once, <laughs> yes. should be driving across Jim Davis's signature. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. This is great. <laughs> yeah. This is really great. Yeah, I like if it If you lot. leaned into, yeah, like making it actually weird and Garfield-y mm, rather than yeah. just like... You know, sticking fucking a Garfield coat of paint on a regular cart racer. Mm. Speaking of sticking coats of paint on a cart racer, the other thing is that Crash Team Racing is getting a bunch of microtransactions now. You're going to be able to buy all the little points and stuff in the shops in that. Yes. Which is a dog shit move that a bunch of games do these days. They add the microtransactions in later after the reviews are done and everyone's mm-hmm. got their opinion of the game kind of formed. Yeah. Call of yeah. Duty has been doing it. A bunch of other shit. EA shit. It's fucked. I saw someone say that on our Facebook page and I kind of almost think it's not as bad because at least if you've had it from day one, you've played it enough to know, oh, I can pretty easily just get through this without having to think about it mm. and you can turn it back on and just, you know, pretend that they're not there. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they're there from day one, you probably are going to be tempted a bit more in the early stages, maybe. I my, don't know. My whole issue with microtransactions is the danger that developers will hamstring their own games mm. to incentivize people to, to pay to complete it faster. And I don't like it being in Crash Team Racing now but I also can't see how my concern could be relevant because it's like the game's well, already out. I've already played it. Everyone's already played it. Yeah. Uh, how, how are they going to make the game more fucked after the fact? Right. Well, and to they've be got clear, their I seasons. Yeah, yeah. These little it. Grand Prix like things. They've got right. the new content coming through in a staggered fashion. And so if you make that content harder and harder to get without paying, then you're, you're fucking it after the fact. Right, okay. And so it did already have, I think I said this when we reviewed it, like the way that you unlock the coins and everything and the way that you, the timed thing of only being able to get mm-hmm. certain characters and carts at different in at different times of the week or yes, whatever it was. Sure. It was very frustrating when it's like, 
just give me the traditional, I clear this race, I get this character. Mm. By the time I've finished adventure mode, I've unlocked everything. Right. Like it's yeah. it's a bit of like enforced like uh, okay. longevity. So that makes sense. That's like, okay, you can only buy fucking Jimmy the uh, reindeer yeah. on ch- Tuesday, but you already spent all your coins on Frankie the reindeer. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, wait, you can actually pay real money to get some extra coins and get this character today. That yes. is very bad, and I hate that. There's something the to be said for, like, if of, that is... Sorry? Because of, because of their season format thing as well, the content, not only can you only get it at a certain time, but if you don't get it at that time, it's gone forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. So, yeah. if... I, I hate seasonal content for that reason. Like I was going to say, really, is the issue there not seasonal content rather than microtransactions? It is, but then if the monetization of that and the um, the addition of putting like the time pressure and then, but you can get around the time pressure if you give us some money in the meantime. Yeah, I think this is possibly it, the first game I've played that and enjoyed that had this kind of stuff in it. Like, we've talked about it a lot on the show, but it's never really been a thing that I've personally been affected by in anything I've played and liked. Yeah, right. And it is frustrating to have both of those things in it because it's like, it's just a really fucking good game. Yeah. Like, it, it just yeah. just give us this complete package. Like, it's good. It's really yeah. good. Hitman always bothered me a bit with their elusive targets because I just don't necessarily have the ability to sync up when I can play a game with when you want me to play a game. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I think it's something, though, that I ha- have just never worried about because, yeah, you, like I, I have so little free time, it's never going to be okay <laughs> for me to be like, yeah, okay, I can only do this mission on Thursday. Great. So th- it's never going to be I guess I'm feasible. just missing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. with Hitman specifically, a game that I really, really like a lot, I just had to give that up. Yeah. That's pretty much what I did as well. I just yeah. ignored it, but that yeah. sucks. I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess I would prefer if they were like, here's a free mission for you to play forever. Mm. But Exactly. Or like they're once a week for a year and then afterwards, hey, just go play them all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Garfield Kart. Hopefully that'll <laughs> be maintain the sanctity of the Garfield Kart series <laughs> by not introducing uh, microtransactions. Um, the hero from Dragon Quest is now playable in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yes. Um, they announced this and then just kind of dropped it. Uh, there was a video during the week, mm-hmm. like a kind of mini, not quite, I guess kind of a direct, but not really called that. Um, I don't know if either of you watched it, but it was pretty funny. Like they normally have a bit of presentation and they've kind of knocked up a trailer or whatever. Yeah. This one was just the director just basically Twitch streaming himself. Playing his own game, yeah, I did see making all the announcements about it as he was playing it. Yeah, it was fucking cool. Yeah, (laughs) and people are saying like this: this hero character is there's like so little to it in a way. It's kind of just funny that it's like okay, yeah, I guess this is a character now, just hero. Yeah, I mean he's he's kind of a blank canvas Mm. in terms of personality and Mm. everything. Yeah, even when they announced him, he was playing second fiddle to um, Banjo Kazooie. Yes, mm. but he—I've had a bit of a go of him, and he is—he is a really good character. Right, um, he's got a really unique kind of set of moves where most of his moves can be all his special moves can be charged. They're pretty standard stuff. Like there's a little tornado thing that sends you up in the air. Mm-hmm. There's a fireball thing. They use up like a magic power gauge that you have that slowly replenishes over time. Mm-hmm. His down B special brings up a little command menu that you can pick from four different things. 
that are randomised every time you do it out of a pool of about 20. Right. So there is an element there to, you know, being able to quickly make decisions, looking on the screen, kind of knowing what the f- those four options that are there. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't like what's come up, then there's an element of luck and also like quite quick precision needed to kind mm-hmm. of quickly look through and pick one. Yep. And some of them are like pretty big devastating moves. Some of them are like kind of useless. Right. But it's it's pretty interesting like to have this many characters in the mix now and especially the new ones they're putting in could just be largely fan service mm-hmm. for them to be going, no, what's a way we can make him kind of stand out and be unique to the 70-something other characters that are in there? Yeah. I get the impression that Banjo will be a bit more straight down the line. Right. Classic style of character. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he's pretty cool. There's nice. a lot of cool Dragon Quest music in the game now. The new level is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but worth checking out the first couple of minutes of that presentation because it's pretty fun it's also <laughs> him going yeah i'm playing this on a development rom so <laughs> it might look a little different to the version you've got at home oh yeah flex big flex cool <laughs> what happened there adam are you still there <laughs> was it was it the buzzing yeah <laughs> yes yeah that was someone coming to the door oh the, wow uh, airbnb that i'm staying in no There's thank some- you <laughs> That's the most horrifying yeah. doorbell I've ever heard in my life. Welcome to the old hospitals of Scotland. <laughs> old bad hospitals, thank yes. you. Yeah. That's the sound that used to play when someone would flatline. <laughs> <laughs> um, so should we get into the big review of the week? Yes. I would love to. Yeah, boys. I'm um, still playing Outer Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, are you still loving it? Yeah, it's fantastic. I've only dipped in a couple of times in the past week because of the other game that we'll be talking about. But yeah, it's great. I love it. I'm getting more into it. The f- like when you're well, you know you've only got a few minutes left in that cycle, and you're like, "Fuck! I got to translate all this shit and get out of this place before it runs yeah. out." It's it's this weird tension, even though you know it's going to reset um, and you get to go again. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it. It's it's a really really good game. Still, agreed. Shall we? Shag now. <laughs> or shall we shag later? Or shall we jump time and shag in five years? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Yes. Um, now, I'll put cards on the table early on. Okay. I was saying to Ben before we started recording uh-huh. that this game is currently in the process of ruining my life. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I'm putting in real Red Dead 2 hours, some Fuck. absolutely... Absurd work by me going to bed at two in the morning, just really getting sucked into the vortex of this game. Yeah, this is what happened, I think, to both of us, Nox, with Persona 5. We just had to play it until it was done. It it felt like like I was sick. Yes. Yes. Well, for me, the big similar thing to it with Red Dead is that there's so much going on, so many kind of little systems to have to remember Mm -hmm. that I don't trust myself if I... If I break away from it for a couple of weeks, I'll right. just kind of forget how everything works. Mm-hmm. So I've just kind of gone, I just have to fully commit to this now until it's done. Yep. And Because there's, I'm finding it that there's kind of not really the room to, to yeah, deviate mm-hmm. for too long. Sure. That is fair, I think. Uh, uh, there's so many systems in this game. Yeah. Um, the way they interact... I mean, should we just start from the start? Should we give a bit of an overview? Yes. You guys take the lead as well because I've only played maybe two hours of this game at this point. Okay. I I 
didn't play it on the plane over here because I was embarrassed about it being anime. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did <laughs> yeah, mention that's, that. <laughs> that's pretty. That is pretty fair. But I, man, I I would. God, what I wouldn't give for a twenty-hour flight at the moment to just really sink my teeth into this. I, I kind of feel the, I feel the same way. In, in and because I haven't played as much of it as you, I, I really right. wish that I I had an excuse to sit down for yeah I, an entire day. <laughs> yeah, but so this I've played only the mo- the mobile Fire Emblem game. Yeah. Um, that's my only experience with with the franchise, which sort of almost does. I mean, it's kind of it is a lot of the same mechanics of the series at whole, but it's kind of its own little satellite thing. Kind in a way. of, yeah. But I think it's like you know, it's it's here's some anime characters popping on screen, yep. doing some dialogue, and then here is a isometric top down ish um, turn based strategy game. Yep. Uh, and that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really bounced off that mobile game because I didn't like the aesthetic. Yeah, I, I really I couldn't hang on to it. I didn't know what the point of it was. What what why the characters were interesting. What the story really was. Yeah, I'm not having that problem with this game. I, I'm all in. I, I love it. It's presented beautifully. It really is. From the very the very beginning is like a actual like traditionally animated like 2D animated mm. intro. Yep, and there's. Some of that kind of keeps coming back, uh, kind of throughout it. There are these kind of hand-drawn Little animation ch- sequences, yeah, chapter breaks and stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the look—it's very reminiscent of Nino Kuni two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way that the game sort of plays out for you is very reminiscent to me structurally of Persona Five. Yeah, it is. Here's a calendar. Here's the amount of time you have to do a choice of a few different things. Yep. Each thing benefits your character and your group and and your your ends in different ways. Yeah. So it's about balancing that, and then occasionally there's a big mission, and it's that's exactly what Persona Five structure is. Yeah. So it's it's essentially all you're doing is just upgrading your set. You're just going through a menu and and picking which stats you want to um you know improve over this yep. allocated amount of time that you yep. have. Yeah. But it's just all about the the shiny package that that's yes. presented in. And so, yeah, you're right. It starts with this animated sequence. Um, you're thrown into the game. You realize or you find out you're the son of this mercenary, yep. basically. Um, he gets involved in a battle. You all get involved in a battle. It turns out this church place needs some help. Mm-hmm. They bring you over. Your dad used to work there or something. And he's like, all right, I'll go back. And then they're like, hey, you you can be a teacher. Yeah. And that's what the game is. <laughs> you're like... You're like 20 or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, all, there's all, <laughs> you're a teacher. <laughs> yeah. There's all this it's discussion crazy. of like, yeah. how, you're the how same fast age as that the students. Moves. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, yeah. And like, there's no, and obviously there's some hidden thing behind it that's going to come up later in the story. Yes. But everyone, like, not only their decisions to like, hey, do you want to be a fucking professor immediately here? I know it'll be weird, but fuck off. I want you to be a professor. Yeah. But then everyone's just kind of agreeing to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, your dad doesn't really question any of it. He just kind of goes along for the ride, even though he seems really reluctant. He just still says yes to everything. Yeah. And then you're just like, yeah, I'm a teacher now. Yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of the students are like, I, I mean, I, I'm a little concerned about you being the same age as everyone. Maybe they won't respect you. That's not how I feel, but I'm a little concerned about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then yeah. everyone kind of says that and then everyone's okay <laughs> with it. It's yeah. Well, where are the parents in this? And I mean, my mum's a teacher, right? Mm. And she's always said like one of the one of the worst things you have to deal with is like parents coming in and firing up if they oh. think the job's not being done properly. Yep. What parents are these kids at this monastery where they're like, 
hearing it, hearing about this down the grapevine, mm. there's some 17-year-old teaching their child. Yeah. Oh, and now my child's dead on a mission <laughs> <laughs> because the professor's a fucking child as well. Well, I, I mean, just, this the academy strikes me as like a take the kids from the cradle or find orphans and make them live here sort right. of a place. Well, I mean, a lot of the key characters are like sons of kings and shit and daughters of, mm, of that's uh, true. lords. So it's like finishing school for them. It's like, hey, off you go to learn how to be what you are going to be later, which yeah, is a ruler. Yeah. But then, yeah, there are a bunch of sort of losers <laughs> and like orphans or people who got in on scholarships. Like, yeah, there is a bit of a ragtag element to to the students there. So one of the so you yeah so the opening of the story is just kind of basic tutorial kind of stuff, uh, and then you're in the monastery and you have to pick between one of three houses. Yes. that you want to be the professor of. Now I don't think. So I think the story that happens throughout the game is the same, mm-hmm. but you're just getting a different perspective on it based right. on the house that you've chosen. And, and different and characters will be around more. Yeah, so you, yeah. Yeah, so you have – what is it? You have nine students in your house. To begin with. <laughs> to begin with, yeah. You can go and recruit students. You can recruit any other students at the monastery to be in your house. Yes. As uh, long as you've if, groomed them enough. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Except for the head of the house and their their like vice, I guess vice captain or, what, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. So everyone else is available to you apart from four four characters right. overall. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind. I haven't really read into how much the story differs mm. house to house because I don't want to accidentally see any kind of spoilery stuff. Same. But I believe it's just you get a different perspective on it, and of course, all those different character types that you're interacting with in your house does definitely. Differently colour how you see the game and how you're yes. responding to battles and yeah. stuff like that. Now, uh, we discovered this just prior to recording, but sh- sh- let's let's uh, say what houses we chose. I chose Blue Lion House. Uh, Tommy, what house did you choose? I chose the Golden Deer House. Okay, so we're different. We chose different houses. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Black Eagle. Whoa! <laughs> so we're covering the full game. Yeah. And as someone who's played two hours of the game, I feel like I'm fit to review it at this point. <laughs> yes. It's cool how you can just press X and it'll automatically do the voice acting. There's my review. <laughs> that is that is it, that, fair. It is actually cool, though. Like, yeah. I haven't really seen that in, like, I, I tend to skip so much of the voice acting with games like this because... I read it quicker. Yeah. And so because you have to button through when they're finished talking anyway, I just end up doing that. But this, I'm kind of letting them speak and it just automatically goes to the next bit and it's nice. Mm. Yeah, it does have kind of a nice vibe to it as well. When you get into the really doing the support conversations, which are the the, the different um, students in your house having these little chats with each other, which you just basically have to watch like a little two-minute movie Mm. of them interacting. And then as a result of you watching that, their support grade is improved, which means there's benefits to them fighting alongside each other on the battlefield. So it is in your – it took me ages to work out that that's a thing you can do. You have to go into a menu and select them all. And now I have this huge backlog of them to go through. But they're all kind of cute. They're all – Pretty entertaining. Yeah. Like they're all you don't really know what they're gonna be. So I just sat there this morning while I was having breakfast and just went through all mm. of them, just like played them one after the other. Like you can it's sort of like you do have to get through it. So if yeah. you have just started playing it, definitely make sure you do that from as a, like early on because mm. otherwise it, it gets away from you and you do really need to do it. I really like the way that 
by the time you get to the choice of making the house, mm. uh, of uh, of choosing the house, you've seen such a nice little spread of kind of all of them, yep. all the heads of the house, and it does a little thing where it kind of goes around and you get these little introductions of some of the students. Yeah, that yeah. You do kind of feel like, okay, well, this is the one that, Leapt out at me the most. Totally. I like the look of these guys. Yep. I'll pick this one. Yeah, yeah. I definitely went around to each of the, the heads of the houses. Yeah. Because if you do that, they're just like, who do you want to learn about? And you can just go through each character. It's a little summary, their strengths, like the way they fight, what, yeah, where they're from, all that kind of stuff. And I think, honestly, I mean, I kind of went with the house that had the characters that appealed to me the most. Mm. I also like Blue the most. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but this kind of thing I try not to overthink. Because it's like, well, I don't know what the difference is going to be now at the start. Yeah. yeah. And if you do get wrapped up in the game and you want to do the others, there's a new game plus thing at the end, apparently. So you can go back through with the other houses if yeah. Sick. appeals. Yeah. And you can, like we said before, you can recruit characters from the other houses. So um, if you're losing characters in battle, you're going to have to do that anyway. So yeah. So you'll end up with a mix of, of uh, characters from both from all houses. Because there's two modes, hey. There's the casual and classic. Yeah, yes, that's true. Which I am Which, doing casual, I have to say. Oh, I'm doing classic. Yeah. Yeah. I, Which, I decided to do casual as well just because, I don't know, I guess I, can't, I couldn't be fucked. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same as like easy and hard. Uh, that is a separate option. Yeah. Um, classic is when you lose a, a character in battle, you lose them forever. Yeah. They have died. Yeah. And if you're playing casual... Like, uh, you two filthy little boys, <laughs> um, you just get them back, I guess? I They'll wake up at the end, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I kind of do regret not going all in and playing classic, but at the same time, part of, you know, one of the things that's so nice about the loop of being the teacher and having to, like, manage what they're going to learn and, and do little favours for them mm-hmm. and build up these support things and whatever is that you do grow pretty attached to these people in your team. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd be able to handle losing them on the field, which is, of course, the point. Yes, absolutely. But, but, I, 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 but also yeah. early on when I was kind of getting the grips with the battle as well, I was losing people pretty regularly. Yep. Now it's not <laughs> happening as much. So right. I kind of feel like I probably would be fine to switch this now if I could. Right. But I've kind of got my head around it a bit more. So, but. Uh, yeah, I definitely was bad at the battles to start with. But um, my thing with this classic mode is that once you lose a character in battle – you realise this is going to happen like a bunch more times mm. and you actually stop caring so much about them. Right. Like you get less attached because it's like, well, one of these cunts is going to die soon. So <laughs> right. why should I bother putting all this time and effort or emotion? <laughs> I don't know that that's the response that they intended you to have. But yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting response to just something that also occurs in life. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> but that's kind of like obviously, yeah, it, it becomes just like, okay, I'll uh, upgrade these because I want these people to be better in battle. But yes. It's it's kind of annoying that I'm like, I'm down to maybe five people yeah, right. in, the, in the class. It's like, fuck, i got to start recruiting some people. It does change the that's game like too. That's like a Steiner be- school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I you... I do hate crowds. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so, yeah, I... It, the the whole school thing and how you manage your time there mm-hmm. and that really only clicked for me last night where I was right. kind of drifting through that a bit, sort of putting it a lot on auto and then last night I, I sort of pr- properly got it in my head how much, you know, that feeds into that, feeds into that, feeds yeah, into that. Yeah. So you kind of want to get all these kind of things humming along and so I, I spent 
I spent ages kind of working it all out. And then I also was having a session last night where I was preparing to for a battle for like like the menu right before mm-hmm. you go into battle. Mm-hmm. I was on that for about half an hour, yeah, just right. like getting everyone, making sure everyone was like stocked up and had yep. the right things equipped because there there is so much to remember. Yes, There's there so is. many different systems. Because we, we've touched a little bit on sort of upgrading your your class members. So there's like the support stuff, but there's instructing them and teaching them, putting them on group missions and things like that. Yeah. Which is all just about, yeah, improving their stats. Yeah. But then there are, there's equipment, there's weapons, there's healing potions. Yeah. There's other stuff as well to think about. There's like, oh, if there's going to be a chest on the battlefield, having a key lets you unlock it and that gets you something else. Yeah. Because like, well, I'll make sure a character has the key that I found. There's battalions, which are little mini armies that'll come and fight with you that you can assign to a person that Mm -hmm. they have to have a good enough rank to be able to get certain ones of. Yes. And they might help you. They'll boost some of your stats, but they might lower some of them. Yeah. So, yeah, there is so much to to keep your head... uh, Around. Yeah, yeah. So, like, all, all the stuff at the school, it's like mini quests and things, getting you items, getting you upgrades. And then, yeah, the battle system is complex in itself. It's it's like this crazy chess game with, like you said, bonuses for certain items or, or things that have to be equipped or battalions. The way that you arrange your characters on the field affects yep. how well they fight. It's um, And it's really fun. Like, it's we talked a lot about Mario... Uh, plus Rabbids mm. being a great example of this kind of thing. XCOM is, yep. is obviously the huge franchise for it. But I'm also loving that aspect of this game. The Yeah, the the battles are awesome. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah. I'm loving them. And I think that's why it's so easy to get sucked into the time of it because mm. you go, okay, I'll run out the clock on my month at the monastery. Yep. Um, you know, doing my free time stuff, building up my stats, that can take you about an hour. Yeah. And then most battles take you close to an hour as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like so easy to just go, I'll just do this part and then this part. Yeah. And that's all of a sudden two hours you've spent on it. I'm finding that I will get home from work and be, and play that first an hour of, I'm just fucking around at the monastery and doing these things mm-hmm. and put it down and sort of come back later and be like, yeah, but I do want to do a battle. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Get, it's like, it's a little... Yeah, a little double feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how are you finding the the battles, Adam? Uh, I've not done as many of them, but mm. uh, just from the little bit, it they seem cool. It's reminiscent of like Advance Wars and all that sort mm. of, uh, like you said, those sort of techni- uh, tactical yes. strategy games, yep. which uh, are very satisfying. Yeah. It's, mm. a, it's a good type of game that um, I enjoy. And I just I need to play more of it before I can really have too uh, detailed of opinion. But right now, I really like how you can uh, sort of make it so that the um, conversations automatically keep going with the voice <laughs> acting. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea, and I'm not having to thumb through a bunch of uh, a bunch of conversations unnecessarily. It um it like the the battles the pre- the style and presentation of the battles is. Incredible. Yep. I think that's what is really doing a lot of the like the yeah. you top down and then you when you attack it the, the zoom in. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just such a great effect that just is yeah that looks so good. The presentation, as you mentioned before, Tommy, of the whole game, I think is great. The music, I think, is awesome. Yeah, the atmosphere of it, I think, is yeah, is fantastic. Well, I dipped in on a little bit of the 3DS one at the start mm. of the year because I'd never played one before, just to kind of get a bit of a grips of what it was. Yeah, and it's the combat pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have it didn't have any 
uh, monastery-ish stuff. So it was basically just you'd do a battle, bit of story in between, yeah. new battle, and the storyline was kind of you and this gang of people kind of roaming around the land. So you were sort of going from place right. to place to place. Um, so it, but also there being voice acted bits pretty heavily for the start of the game, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point it dropping off and not everything being fully voiced. Right. Which I think was sort of the same in Persona 5. A lot of it fully yes. voiced, but then yeah. a lot of it not so much. Yep. This so sure. far, everything is voiced. Yeah. Which when you factor in that there's multiple different houses and there's the support conversations between mm-hmm. all the different characters in your house and the number of different conversations of stuff that there can be, yeah. that that there is so much stuff in this game. Yeah. That is That must be so many fucking hours of vocal stuff that they had to do yeah but it but yeah it's absolutely worth it like at no point do you feel like oh okay this is just kind of dropped off and they're just kind of there's plenty of bits where you go you could have just rolled this one across the line and it would have been fine yeah no one would have really cared Uh, what i'm liking as well is so i loved how nino kuni 2 looked Mm -hmm. but it did not quite hook me in with its gameplay and i'm really enjoying that there's a game now that i want to play all the time that my friends are playing all the time, that I want to talk about all the time, that looks like this. I think the look is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a really fun one to discuss online mm. because everyone ha- sort of – it's sort of like when Breath of the Wild came out. Sorry to um, bring that up in the context of another review for the first time ever on this show. <laughs> um, but I remember when that came out it, because everyone could go in a different direction. Mm. So, we're, you know, those of us that got it on the first day were kind of talking like, oh, you know – and it's sort of a bit the same with this. Like, there's so yeah. many different ways. Like, you can just have a character that's, uh, you know, essentially a mage or an archer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can just completely change them if you want. Like, you can make them yeah. study different stuff. You can reclass them uh, pretty early on at, at your will and mm. just really make this squad into, like, whatever you want it to be. And the same with giving, trying to recruit people or romance them or yeah. give them gifts or have those support conversations. Like you can go in so many different areas mm. that it's been such a fun one to discuss the different ways people are going about it, but underscored by like, yeah, how fucking fun is this? Oh, it's so fun. Um, like having some characters in my team who are just at this point absolute fucking machines <laughs> I bet. like my boy Raphael, who's just yes. coming out with the shit on his hands and just Ugh. fucking people up every time just feels so good <laughs> he's cool but crude yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool but rude uh, i think you'll find the uh one thing i do i will say about this game that i don't know if we mentioned is that i really like how you can uh <laughs> Set it so that the dialogue is automatically going forward and you don't have to unnecessarily kind of press A every time a dialogue box finishes. I think that's a really good innovation. Why did you sit on that for that long? Yeah. Like, we just look stupid that's now. That's fascinating and I didn't I'm mention a little, it. I'm kind of jet lagged and <laughs> I just kind of forgot about it for a bit. But I do like that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really good. It's really hooked me in. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm really, really enjoying it. It's... Yeah, it's cool that there's a game that I think has been, by and large, pretty niche for mm. most of its lifetime, and it's it's cool to see that there's a lot of people playing it and having discussions about it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really good. And from what I've read of people who have played all of them in the series, this kind of innovation of having an area that you can kind of free roam around and sort of uh, yeah interact with this kind of world mm. in a different way seems to have been pretty welcomed by the the long term 
pretty like diehard fans of the series. That's good. Um, but yeah, I I I don't know. I guess I don't know. Well, I mean, I've seen this mentioned in enough things that I guess it kind of is a spoiler, but it's sort of not that there is in the story there is a big time jump that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of yeah, I'm I'm just racing to you know just mm. knowing that there's a lot more stuff to happen in the story. Like I'm just completely yeah hooked in by it. Yeah, I I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that invested in the story, mm-hmm. but that's okay because everything else is good. It's pretty by the numbers, fantasy-ish mm. kind of stuff, and mm. I guess maybe it's because I don't typically engage with a lot of that stuff. So this is sort of fresh terrain for me. Sure, yeah, it is. It's very. It's Harry Potter. Mm. It's Harry Potter mixed with a few other things, but um, yeah, like I said, I don't really mind. Like, yeah. it's, it's still cool. Um, I just wish because having just bought an Xbox. And installed a bunch of games, Mm -hmm. all of which are cool. Like, I'm playing a lot of Forza. Yep. Uh, I'm playing a lot of Outer Wilds. Uh, I'm playing Void Bastard still. I want to play We Happy Few. I've been playing some of the Rare Replay stuff. Mm -hmm. And now there's this as well. There's too many fucking good games to play. I know. I know. And on top of everything I've just said, you can uh, set the dialogue to just play automatically. I didn't know that. I just so I never that, heard that. Yeah, you what don't have the to fuck do it yourself. <laughs> that's such a good idea. Yeah, that's the first time. I've Why would it. Persona Five, for example, have not fucking done that? <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, good shit. Really good shit. <laughs> it's a good game. Fire Emblem, three houses. I give it five out of five. Oh wow! Yes. The big man. Yep. Um, well, I guess we'd better wrap it up for another week, folks. Mm. Thank you for joining us. Go check out your boy Adam Knox uh, with friends of the show, Pete Jones and Luca Muller yes. at the Edinburgh Fringe. And there's other friends of the show at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam let Taunton's me let me there? rattle off a couple. I'll, I'll rattle off a couple of things in some times if I can remember them here. Okay, oh, here we go. Uh, this will be for good. our shows. Eleven thirty-five in the morning at City Cafe is Three's Comedy. That's me, Pete, and Luca doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca's solo show is at four forty-five at a different venue. I'm not sure where. You'll have to Google that one. Uh, no, I do know. It's called Raging Bull. Okay, um, good he's movie. doing an hour-long solo show. Uh, at 11 p.m., Luca's running the Gong Show, which I'll be being a judge on and a contestant in most nights. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to give yourself? <laughs> uh, d- d- flipping back and forth between the two, depending on the night. Right. Seems uh, to be a bit of a conflict of interest, yeah, but anyway. I think so. <laughs> it's pretty cool how Ian Dicko Dixon won the first season of Australian <laughs> yeah, Idol. Yeah. Uh, that's at 11 p.m. at the Counting House, and then at midnight, straight after at the Counting House as well, is a, a show called Late Show. Great show. Late night stand up. Cool. Boom. Heaps of Sam stuff. Taunton, Tom Cashman. Yeah, I saw um, Tom Cashman's show uh, while we were up in Sydney a, a week ago, two weeks ago, and it yeah. is one of the best hours of stand-up I've seen. It was really clever. He's very, very uh, funny and fun, and um, I highly recommend his show, XYZ. You painstakingly made him a very large uh, <laughs> billboard image that yep. is up now, and oh, when good. it rains, it looks like he's sweating out of nervousness. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Cashman. Um, um, yeah, I did I did his poster, uh, so I'm invested. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Freeman and Dan Rath have a split show. There's a whole bunch of other shows, but yeah, uh, mm. Edinburgh. And 25 Days is a podcast we're doing every single day, uh, me, Pete, and Luca, and that's pretty good. And you can listen to Ooh Spooky as well, which is the three of us too. Great. 
Nice. Um, while we're plugging, I just want to quickly mention a couple of things. I'm doing an exhibition of artwork in Melbourne in uh, November. Opening night is November the 20th yeah. from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. Uh, at the B-Side Gallery on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy. It's called Vanilla Hills and it's on until December the 1st. So it's on for a full two weeks. But come to the opening night. That's going to be really fun. I'm going to go to that. Yeah, it's, I'm really looking <laughs> forward to it. white and white Vanilla Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, working pretty hard on that at the moment. Excited about that. Also, I am running in the City to Surf in Sydney in a couple of weeks. I'm raising money for the Children's Cancer Institute. Uh, I think we've got the links up on our socials or we've not. Yeah. I think we've retweeted your uh, tweets of it. So, yeah. Yeah. um, Go looking for that. And uh, if you can spare anything and want to chip in, that would be really great. I think I'm... Probably going to – I think my heart's probably going to explode at some point Great. because I've done literally no training whatsoever. Oh, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but, Very yeah, looking nice. forward to that. We also have the Bandcamp uh, premium episode yeah. on Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy series that went for about three and a half hours. Yep. If you've never listened or, or yeah, d- downloaded, bought one of those, uh, it's a long-form um, researched version <laughs> of one of these. Mm-hmm. That one, yeah, we review uh, every single uh, numbered game in the Final Fantasy franchise. Although I've just realised at no point in our review of any of those games do we mention whether or not you can set the dialogue to automatically play. So I can, I can field this one. You <laughs> fucking can't. <laughs> There's no need to swear. Uh, well, we can release that as a DLC. Yep. Uh, but that's up there. Uh, the Sonic franchise we've done as well. GTA, Mario, yeah. uh, Zelda, a bunch of other shit. Uh, Heaps of shit. They're all on uh, filthycasuals.com.au. Also, uh, T-shirts. You can buy T-shirts. Just go to filthycasuals.com.au. Yeah. All, all that shit's up there. Heaps of stuff for you to check out, guys. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. And as we say here at the end of every edition of Filthy Casuals... I won't need to uh, press A to, to get through the end of this episode here because it just automatically goes. What an idea. What a great idea. <laughs> Why don't more games do that? JRPGs in particular. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.